It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. And welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. Uh, that is 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. You could also be listening on the Radio Player Canada app. If you download that app and type in 106.5 ELMNTFM or 95.7 ELMNTFM, you could be listening anywhere across the country. I'd like to welcome my first two guests to the show today. In some ways, they're an odd couple, you might <laughs> say. <laughs> uh, but we'll explain that in a moment. The, the guests with me are Major Rob Kerr. He heads up the Ontario Central East Division headquarters for uh, the Salvation Army. And I also have Juno Award-winning R&B artist Drew, who's sitting right next to him. It's a pleasure to have them both here in the studio with us today. Welcome, yes, gentlemen. Sir. Great, thank you. It's great to be here. Well, it's our pleasure. So the first thing uh, that I would like to ask you, uh, Rob, if you don't mind, uh, being uh, associated with the Salvation Army is, uh, this is a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, and I'm wondering if other people have maybe asked this question. What's, why would the, the sort of military style, you know, identifications, majors, captains, sure. those kind of things? Yeah. What is that all about? So the Salvation Army started way back in London, England, 1865. A man by the name of William Booth saw that there was uh, there's a great need for people living out on the streets that were homeless, that were hungry. Um, and he felt that there was a real we needed to do battle against the things that were harming these people. So he, he really started off. Uh, he was preaching in the streets and people mm-hmm. started following him. And this organization grew from that. Um, and William Booth, military uh, structure was very prominent in Britain, mm-hmm. end of the you know mm-hmm. 1860s, yeah. that type of thing. He felt it was a great way for him to create a very mobile, very responsive organization. So those of us who are, are ordained in the Salvation Army carry a rank of mm-hmm. lieutenant, captain, major. And we get sent. We get moved from place to place. We're mm-hmm. told... In six weeks, you're going to now live in wherever. Like I just moved here wow. to Toronto from Winnipeg in the summertime and wow. uh, that type of thing. So it's it's a structure that allows us to be responsive and and quick to move and respond to the needs of people. Th- that's interesting. And I guess in some ways, uh, as you say, you're told to go and, and, and move to a different uh, region. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very much much like a, a military person being stationed somewhere. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Now, uh, why is that, though? Why do they have you move around and why do they shift you around? Well, I think it's a matter of matching people and skills to needs in various places. So it gives us the ability to put someone in a city, in a place, in a location, performing a function that they have the skills to do. Um, and it just allows us, as the Salvation Army grew very rapidly around the world, we're in mm. 131 countries now around the world. Um, it gave us in our earlier days the ability to say, we need you to go to India and start the work of the Salvation Army there. So it, it very quickly saw that this mobility factor of, of being able to send people where you need them was very functional for us. No, oh, that's that's amazing, and yeah. congratulations to the Salvation Army on on that success. 131 countries. That's, yes, that's wow. That's amazing. It is, isn't it? It yeah. sure is. Yeah. And you know, I guess we don't hear enough about the Salvation Army in terms of its success and what it does do. We see it. You know, I think it's it's even on your website about uh, most of the most of the the funds, the donations yep. you get is around this time of year. Absolutely, yes. Uh, the yes. kettle campaign, which is launching, I, I believe, tomorrow nationally. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Um, one of our biggest and obviously our most visible campaign is the Christmas kettle campaign. 
the Salvation Army kettle is an icon of mm. Christmas. You can't watch a Christmas movie without seeing a Salvation <laughs> Army kettle there in some form somewhere. Very true. Um, uh, we're looking to raise $23 million in Canada this year wow. through Christmas. And this is in a cashless society, right? Mm-hmm. People aren't carrying around a lot of cash, and yet yep. we're, people are still dropping money in those bubbles that you'll see in malls and shopping centers and stores across the country. That's that's great, and uh, you're right. It goes without saying. We see them everywhere. Yeah. Now, uh, anything new or different for the campaign this year? Well, we're always looking for new ways to uh, to help people give as as we become more and more cashless. We're looking at we've got different point of sale machines in different locations. Mm-hmm. We're always trying new technologies. We are trying something new in Toronto this year in a few different locations. It's going to be very quick. It's a little display that will be on the kettle, and you just take your tap, your card, and you tap it, and it's either 5 10 or $20, mm. and uh, you just tap it and continue on your way. It'll just beep at you, say, donation accepted. That's great. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. And uh, as you know, uh, it, it, a lot of people are on the move. They're very quick. They're exiting buildings. They yes. don't want to fiddle in their pockets and find stuff. So that makes perfect sense it for you does. guys it, to be doing that. We've tried other methods, you know, the point of sale, the, the swipe your debit card, and then you yep. got to enter your oh, PIN yeah. or whatever. Sure. People don't want to stop that long. Right. They really don't. So we keep looking for the way to make it as quick as possible for someone to drop a donation in. I, I have a feeling that might be very successful yeah. for you guys. We're really hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so aside from that, from technologically, uh, you know, that's advancing. Yeah. Is there anything new in terms of uh, uh, that's going to be happening this year? I mean, we're talking you're in Toronto. Yeah. Um, uh, there's uh, we have this gentleman sitting beside us, Drew, who's a musician. I imagine a there's a tie yeah, in there somewhere. Absolutely. So um, we've been doing Christmas in the Square for a few years now at Young Dundas Square. It really is one of those times where we wish everyone a Merry Christmas and we we invite people out and we just create a celebration. Mm. And this year we're so happy to have Drew with us. He's going to be emceeing this oh, year. Nice. He's also yes. going to be performing. So we're very excited about that. And uh, yeah. Drew brings with him, you know, his. his following as well mm. Mm. so we're really excited that he's going to be coming uh bringing a, a new celebrity status to it and creating just a we're hoping a great night mm-hmm. just a real celebration that's uh, going to be fun for everyone and that's going to be on uh, november november 29th right young dundas square right. uh, 5 30 now, now we've talked about uh that this is of course a national thing uh, I, I imagine different locations and uh, we've talked about ottawa mm-hmm. ottawa they're going to have probably their own kind of a celebration they are yeah they've got various things going on in ottawa of course the kettles will be starting there yep. as well very yep. soon and then uh, they have a Christmas carol event that happens on December the 8th as well in Ottawa. And uh, it will be a night of Christmas carols and singing. So that will be a, a wonderful night as well. And they, uh, of course, are, are doing Toy Mountain and some of the other mm. things that go on collecting toys. So there's lots going on in Ottawa as well. You guys are also involved with the Santa Claus parades, are you not? I, yes, the Salvation Army is. Yeah. We'll have a band on Sunday in the parade. Uh, we're we're uh, blessed and honored once again to be the final band in the parade. So we're right before Santa, which is a place of honor. Um, and we're very excited about that. So we'll be in the parade this Sunday. Um, Drew, hang on. We'll get to you yes, in a moment. Sir, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> now, is, does that tie in with, uh, I've got a note here, the Salvation Army Band, the Salvation Army Choir. Yep. And the Rolling... Drones band is that the band you're referring to? Uh, so no, the Salvation Army band is our our brass yep. band yep. again. Uh, so with that the band that's performing this Sunday or participating in the parade is really an uh, accumulation of of people from lots of different bands. Uh, Salvation Army has a, a long tradition of brass banding. Mm. Um, the band that's participating at Christmas in the Square is different. Rolling Strones mm. are another group, okay. a, another group that's participating with us as well. They bring kind of a comedic. Uh, 
uh, style with them and and create a performance of their own with music that will be very entertaining for people as well. Sounds great. Yeah. Let's get back to Drew. Yes, yes sir. So, how did this happen? How did you get tied in with this, and, and how did you get approached? Or oh, whatever? man, I'm just so honored to be affiliated with the Salvation Army. I mean, as you can see, what they're doing around the world, mm-hmm. I just learned a lot just based off of what you just yeah. asked him right here. <laughs> um, and I was already very impressed by what they've been doing around the world. Mm. Um, but uh, I actually, I've been working with a School of the Arts um, uh, out of Toronto called mm-hmm. Star School Academy. It's a, okay. r- a Russian, yeah. uh, Russian school. Um, and one of the teachers there, you know, kind of, um, approached me about, uh, you know, working with the kids. And so that's kind of how this, this came up through that connection through, Mm. through, uh, Jana from Star School Academy. Uh, we sat down and met and, um, you know, I really think it was a great fit. Um, I've been, um, looking for, you know, certain charities. I did some stuff with, uh, sick kids before and I've just been looking, I've had a long career in Canada and I haven't really done as much. I think charity work as I maybe should have. And as an artist, you really should mm. give back. That's mm. what it's really mm. about. Mm. Any kind of success is really about giving. Mm. So um, when this came across the table and, uh, you know, they mentioned Salvation Army, I was, I was completely down, down for the cause. Yes, definitely. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so what have you, can you share anything about what, what we might see uh, on the night? Hang on a mistletoe, I'm <laughs> gonna get to know you better. <laughs> little bit of something, yeah. you know, a little something. Yeah, I'm yeah. honored to be um, performing. That was just a little sneak peek. Yeah. And I'm gonna be performing with the kids from Star School Academy. Nice. I'm so excited. There's That's a song great. that I wrote for their finale for their uh, year. Um, so we performed it at their finale, and we're gonna actually perform it um, at uh, Dundas in the Square, so that's great. Uh, yes. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes, thank and thanks you for so giving much. us that little taste of uh, <laughs> what you can expect. Listen, uh, I also want to mention that that you had some releases in 2018. You had a number of songs, yes. uh, like I do, Caroline, a girl like you, and you. Yes. Right. Yes, and man. that's been doing very well for it's you. It's been doing very well. The streams have been through the roof. Um, another one of our songs, "Don't Be Afraid," just hit a million streams nice. about a month ago. So we're right. we're over a million streams now. And uh, new music coming out. The new single, YNF, will be out, I'm hoping, the middle of December. It's a horrible time to release music. But <laughs> um, with um, in addition to being a part of The Voice Russia, mm. um, so I, I, I'm kind of taking advantage of the time and, you know, the millions of eyes that are going to be watching on The Voice Russia. Shout out to The Voice Russia, by the way. Um, so I'm forcing myself to release some new music in December to really uh, take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, I'd like to get back to the Salvation Army for a moment. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things, of course, as I was doing some research, I went to the, I went to the, to the uh, website. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you guys have some powerful stories on that website. Yes. That really uh, get right to the heart of the matter. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's what was really interesting to me is that anyone can go there and check out the website and see these stories. Uh, is it SalvationArmy.ca? SalvationArmy.ca, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if you go there and you see these stories, these people, it, it takes courage for people to share those stories. Yes, it does. Because they're sharing very personal yeah. stuff and uh, and it's not always happy. Yep. It's yep. it's it's about being down and out and it's about and, and exposing and being vulnerable yeah. about their situation. Yeah. And I think it's it's wonderful that, you know, that you were able to find those people, help those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there's many, many more that uh, you were able to, uh, to claim that, that you've helped as, as well. Mm-hmm. But 
hats off to those people for coming forward and wanting to be able to share them as well. You're absolutely right. And there are, you know, there's there's a hundred stories for everyone you see there. Mm. Um, and and obviously we want to respect a person's privacy and their dignity. So we do ask some folks, you know, some of those folks who have come through our programs um, and and have been able to find within them the ability to move forward in their in their life. Uh, you know, we asked them, would you be willing to share your story? And for those that are, we're very grateful, but fully understanding that there are many who would say, you know what, I, I'd just rather not. And we fully respect that. But for those who are able to come forward and, and what it does uh, for us, not just for the Salvation Army, but for other people out there who are struggling, is they're able to tell their story and say, hey, look, I was where you are and, and there is hope. Uh, the Salvation Army's, you know, our, our brand promise is giving hope today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to give people hope. We want them to know that there is opportunity to to break free of those things that might be, uh, you know, holding them down, that mm. might be enslaving them in, in whatever way, mm. um, and saying, look, there's, there's opportunity for a, a better day tomorrow than today. And so when people share their stories, we're eternally grateful to them because that allows them to tell others there's, there's, there's hope to be found. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to let everyone know that you're listening to uh, Element FM. This is Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. My guest uh, in, on the show right now, Major Rob Kerr of the Salvation Army. He's heading up the Ontario Central East Division headquarters, as well as sitting right next to him, Juno, Juno Award-winning R&B artist, Drew. It's a pleasure to have them both in the studio. And if you're just tuning in, well, you missed Drew uh, giving us a little taste <laughs> of what's coming up on uh, November 29th. And uh um, but make sure to check it out. You can go online. You can find out more about what's going to be happening at uh, Dundas Square yeah. and, uh, and the concert that's going to be taking place. And it sounds like a wonderful family evening, of course, as yeah, always. Definitely. Um, with any of the Salvation Army uh, yeah. e- events. We're, we're excited. Drew, Drew and the, the children's choir singing is going to oh, be yeah. a fantastic that thing. Really we're really exactly. excited about that. We're going to have giveaways. There's going to be treats and hot chocolate and all kinds of things there for folks. We'll have... Uh, Lots of entertainment and things going on. But, uh, yeah, it will be a family evening for sure. And, of course, make sure you bring some cash. Because yeah. you want to make a donation. Yes. And that's, sure. That's what it's all about is giving back, as Drew was mentioning. Exactly. It's about giving back. And uh, for those of us that are able to give back, uh, it, please you do. know, yes. please do. Yeah, yes. we, we all need to do that. Um, what would you say about... I mean, it, it's amazing that Salvation Army has been around for over 120 years. Is that yeah, yeah, 1865 wow. it started. So yeah, yeah, we've been in been in Canada since 1882. What would you say? What would you say are some of the challenges still that face the Salvation Army, or or some of the ongoing myths that per, you know perpetuate around around the Salvation Army? Um, you would like to change, or maybe you know get more attention drawn to. Well, I think we, what you know, I'd like to say is that uh, the challenge that faces us is there's always more need mm. than uh, we're able to mm. to help. We would love to be able to say we help absolutely everybody, but uh, you know, there's more need out there than any one organization is able to help. So we're always looking, always looking to the public to help us um, and and to donate so that we can do more. Uh, one of the things I think I would just like to say is, you know, make sure everybody understands the Salvation Army serves without discrimination. Mm. We don't ask questions about people's background, lifestyles, any of that. When someone comes to us looking for help, if they're in need, we want to serve them and we serve without discrimination. And uh, I, I hope folks know that and and understand that we are here for anybody who who comes to us and says, I need help. Um, I I. I don't have food for dinner tonight. My kids don't have clothes for school. I don't have a place to sleep tonight. Um, 
seniors who are living alone, who, uh, who are struggling to socialize with anybody. Um, we offer programs for, for all kinds of different demographics across our country. And, uh, you know, we serve, as I say, we serve without discrimination. Mm. Yeah. And how many locations are there now in Canada, roughly? So we're in 400 communities across okay. Canada. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and they, they're all very different. Um, every one of them reflects the community it's in. Uh, so a downtown Toronto shelter is very different than a, an Oshawa location or a, a suburban Vancouver location. Um, every one of them is meeting the needs in that community. When we go into a community, we, we see what the needs are, what needs are not being met, mm. and then we, uh, we, we work to address those needs that, the, that are in line with what the Salvation Army is hoping to do and in, needs, in, in matching the needs of the community. So every one of them is very different. Mm. Yeah. But listen, Drew, why don't you recap for us what yes. you've got going on and what's coming up for you in the future as well. Uh, well, first off, you know, Christmas in the Square, I'm honored yeah. to be hosting that event and performing with the kids. Yeah. Um, new music coming out. Um, I'm, I'm a contestant on The Voice Russia right now. That's the most that I can say about it. Okay. Um, but it's going very well. Okay. Um, and uh, next year, I'm doing the Rebirth 2020 tour starting in May. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to be with a couple of uh, hand-picked Canadian acts to uh, join me on the road. So. It's going to be an interesting year, 2020. All right. Yes. Well, all the best with that. Thank you so much. Um, Now, uh, oh, I know what I was going to say is that going back to what you were saying about helping without discrimination, I I found it really interesting on the videos, again, going back to the videos, that uh, the personal stories that were being shown, and and there was one that that looked like it was a refugee story of some sort. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I've, I've put some people that were persecuted were fleeing for their lives. Absolutely. I, I hadn't expected to see a story like that on the Salvation Army website, to be quite honest. Okay, well, um, I can tell you of my own personal experience being in Winnipeg. Mm. I was in Winnipeg when the folks were walking across the border into Manitoba from the United States. Okay. Um, we ran a, a shelter there for folks who, who ended up in Canada. Uh, they crossed the border. They claimed asylum. Um, they ended up in Winnipeg with absolutely nothing and nowhere to go. So the Salvation Army actually opened up space to to give them a place to stay while they worked through the process with the government. Also, here in Toronto, we are currently operating um, out of a hotel. We've basically taken over the hotel, um, and it is all um, asylum seekers. It's all refugees. Mm. Um, and again, we are providing them supports and services as they work through the process. So the Salvation Army sees, you know, the refugee, the asylum seeker, as being a, a person in need in our community. And so we're there to help them uh, and to give them supports. We don't necessarily work with the immigration process. We just want to make sure that if a person is in our community and they're in need, again, regardless of where they come from, what their background is, we're there to help. And so we provide the supports we can that they need while they work through the process of immigration with government. Okay. Uh, now, along with that, you just mentioned because there could be some legalities involved in those kind of things. You don't yeah. get involved with that kind of thing is what you're saying. Correct? That's right. That's right. We don't. Now, uh, the other thing is that uh, one of the stories that I saw on the website had to do with someone that, that had a, an issue uh, that was injured and then they got uh, they got addicted to the drugs that they oh, were yeah. prescribed, mm-hmm. um, and you were able to help them. Now again, um, again, that would require some medical assistance and, and those kind of things. 
How does how does the Salvation Army work in conjunction with that? So the Salvation Army runs a number of addiction centers across Canada. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and as a resi- most of them are, I would say all of them are probably residential programs. So mm. they will enter the program, they'll stay in one of our facilities. We will provide counseling, and we have expert counselors, professional counselors. Um, the medical treatment and medical attention they require, we will we'll make sure they get that through the medical system. Mm. Um, but we will provide counseling. We'll do addictions counseling and help them to understand why they have this addiction. Uh, we help them to move forward and understand uh, what their life could be like without that addiction moving forward if they, if they are able to manage that and move forward with their life. So across Canada and many of our cities in many places, we do have addiction centers of some sort where um, people will go into a residential program and they'll be able to get the helps they need. And the helps that the Salvation Army can't provide directly, we ensure they get to those supports within the community around us. All right. Good to know. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I want to come back and sort of finish up on something that, that kind of might tie this all in together. And it goes right back to, I think, uh, you mentioned uh, the Salvation Army. If you see any of the, 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 the Christmas movies of the past, you, you always see, you know, the kettle. But sometimes you also see the band. Oh, yeah. Right. They're always in there. What is what does it take for someone you know to join a Salvation Army band? Is it all volunteer, for instance, or how do they work? They are volunteer. Yeah, uh-huh. it's all volunteer. Uh, music has been a, a huge part of the Salvation Army's culture from mm-hmm. its beginning. Um, it's a way for us to get attention on the streets. It's mm-hmm. a way for us to communicate and convey a message um, and get people's attention. So the band has been around a long time. The members of the band in general are going to be volunteers. They're members of some of our congregations. Mm. They come together, they form a band, and they use that band um, to to lead worship in our church services, mm-hmm. to play music, to be out on the streets like you'll see at Christmas in the Square. We'll have mm-hmm. a band there in the parade. It's just another way for us to be out there and say, hey, we're here, right. and uh, we got we got some some good news for you, and we want to help you out. That's, yeah. yeah, that's great. Um so, and they can be quite large. You can they vary can. in sizes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, it's based on a congregation. So in some places, it might be four or five mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. In other places, it could be 45 players. Yeah. yeah. And you're saying they've been around a long time. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they were part of a pretty successful song a number of years ago, that weren't they, that took place in Montreal? Um, John Lennon? John Lennon. Oh. John Lennon? Was the Salvation Army Band not part of that? Was it? Yeah. Okay, now now you're telling me give, something I don't know. <laughs> yeah, give peace a chance if give I'm not mistaken. Give peace a chance? Was it Salvation Army Can anybody band? confirm that? I'm pretty sure they were I'm part of the sure. uh, part of the recording of, of okay. John Lennon's Give Peace a Amazing. Chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, do you know this? Strawberry Fields. Yes. That is the name of a Salvation Army facility in, in yeah. London, England. Oh, really? John Lennon grew up near the, not London, uh, right. north in Liverpool. Yes. Uh, it that was a children's home. John Lennon grew up very near to it. They used to play outside of it. So when he wrote that song, he was talking about the Salvation Army's Strawberry Fields facility. Amazing. Well, there you go. How about that? Maybe that's why he pulled in the Salvation Army. Well be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as we can confirm that. I'm pretty sure, but uh, maybe I'm mistaken. I think our producer is trying to check that out right now. Listen, guys, we're, we're going to have to wrap this up, but I just want to throw it back to you. Uh, anything else you want to mention that we haven't touched on? Um. Not that I can think of. We've talked about a lot. Um, I just want to say I'm very thankful that Drew is here. Mm. Um, I think this is a great partnership. 
Um, yes, I think we're going to do a, a, a great night down there at Christmas in the Square. Um, we're excited. Drew is going to MC. He's going to yes. he's going to lead us through it. He's going to sing. He's going to sing with the children's choir. Um, I think we've got some great things happening there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, we're going to uh, heat up the night. Yeah. You know, it'll be cold, but we're going to heat it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. That's exactly what you want to do on a cold night. Exactly. Heat things up so that you can uh, enjoy it at the same time. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay, so what we've been uh, talking about is uh, a couple of things. So, so tomorrow, uh, the, the 15th of November, yeah. is the launch of the uh, Salvation Army Kettle Campaign right across the country. Yes. North America? Uh, yes, it is across North America. Now, in, this, in the United States, it might have started sooner in mm. some places. Uh, right. uh, speaking for Canada, though, yeah, tomorrow is really our official launch, and yep. we'll be, kettles will be out um, right through till December 24th. Right. And then on, <clears throat> pardon me, on November 29th, the Salvation Army brings a Christmas iconic Young and Dundas Square with uh, Drew, who's going to be performing yeah. with the, the, the youth choir, the uh, kids' choir. Yes. That's yes. fabulous. Yes. And Star uh, School Academy Choir. How many kids might be involved with that? Um, I think there may be 10 or 12. Yeah. I'm not 100% nice. sure, but it's, yeah, it's a nice. good, good bunch of kids. You know what? Yes. Uh, you, can't, you can't go wrong with something like that. And you, no. know what, uh, you know what actors always say, right? You know what they say about movie actors, right? Don't put me in a scene with a dog or a kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would steal the show, right? Yeah, exactly. They will be stealing the show. <laughs> <That's Yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So listen, I want to thank uh, Major Rob Kerr from Salvation Army for coming in, as well as Drew. It's a pleasure to have thank you guys you. both yeah. here. And uh, thanks for sharing such a great positive story for the season. And yes. uh, I, I also want to make sure that everyone knows, you know, it is a time of, of giving. Yes, and yes. Uh, you guys are both doing good work on this. So please... Uh, remember to give back and, and uh, be thankful for uh, for what you've got and to share some that you have with uh, people such as the Salvation Army uh, and 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 help those in need. So, just want to say uh, thanks again, guys. Nyao, Miigwech, and Wanishi for coming in and and participating on the show today Thank with you. us. And uh, look forward to having you guys back on again. Yes, Super. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Listen, don't go away. We'll be right back on Moment of Truth and Element FM right after this. All right, welcome back to Moment of Truth. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. And of course, you could be listening on the Radio Player Canada app. If you download that app, type in 106.5 ELMNTFM or 95.7 ELMNTFM, and you could be listening anywhere across the country. I'd like to welcome our next guest to the program, GR Grit. They have a couple of performances coming up, one this evening right here in Toronto, and that's going to be taking place at the uh, Toronto Burdock Brewery, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, the dates coming up. I'd like to also uh, recognize that uh, GR was on 95.7 in Ottawa just last week, and they had a performance in Ottawa. Yes, we had a performance at uh, Queen Street Fair, both uh, Nick Sherman and I, and we went and had a lovely interview with Jill at uh, Element FM in Ottawa. You're, it's a it's a tour you're on, yes. and you're doing that with Nick Sherman. Yes. And how's that been going so far? Excellent. Great. It's uh, it's so easy when you're touring with someone who is as kind as Nick Sherman mm. and uh, also has uh, incredible songwriting, mm. um, incredible music, and then also, like, his band is also so kind and wonderful, and, like, they listen so well to him. Um well, musically speaking, and I guess personally, they just, they're good listeners, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that really comes through in the music. Mm. So I find they have such a great um, balance to what they're playing and also this incredible chemistry. So mm. I, folks can really look forward to that. That's, uh, that's nice to hear. 
now, when you're doing a tour together like that, do you share the backup band, or is it? Do you does he come on and do his thing with his band, or do you come out and do a solo thing, or how's it work? Uh, I'll start off the night and I'll I'll do it solo, and my backup ba- band is my computer uh, okay. and uh, Ableton Live. Right. So I have uh, backing tracks that I created with the help of uh, Ray Spoon. So I'll have uh, one or two songs off my new album that I'll mm-hmm. do. So that's my backing band, and then for him, he has uh, he has three members in his band touring with him, and I think perhaps there are some folks who share a band like that, but I that would be so much work mm. for a band to mm. do. You're trying to be on for that like one hour time with one mm. one band, and so it'd be kind of like then to switch gears and be a complete not maybe not a completely different style, but a different a bit of a different style sure. with all these new songs. I f- right. I feel like that would be like an incredible task. Well, you, add on, so. and you certainly aren't the first artist to uh, take on uh, and have a computer as your as your uh, your uh, uh, backup. Um, you know, Buffy St. Marie, uh, another artist I remember seeing uh, use oh, that yeah. ability. And now she, I think what she did was took her her backing tracks and put them on a, onto a CD. Oh but yeah, same kind of wow. thing. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for me, um, I'm I'm kind of looking at different ways to do that where. There'll also be like live looping elements, but mm. that'll be in the future. I'm mm. kind of right now just testing out some of the new songs for the album. Mm. So the backing tracks I have now are like pretty sparse, but still like add a really cool like depth and atmosphere to what I'm doing or or a good beat. Um, but I'm really excited to see what it'll look like in a few months from now. Who mm. knows? So I have to ask you, uh, doing a live performance with a computer, which could be sometimes finicky. Have you yeah. ever had it uh, you know, glitched on you? So far, this is a little bit new for me, but mm. um, for the program that I'm using, Ableton Live, it's such a it's a very stable um, platform. Yeah. Platform, yeah, it's mm. very stable software. Mm. And so, I'm sure if I were using something like Pro Tools, which I mm. use for recording, yep. that has a tendency to crash <laughs> yeah. a little bit more, is a bit more precarious, as I'm sure like you folks are, and not really meant for a live performance, to, right? It is anyway, yeah. Where I find Ableton, I think is that's where it shines. That's mm. really what it was made for, mm-hmm. like live performance and recording and looping mm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So so far so good, and you know the thing is that if it were to ever break down, I could also just perform them. Without the track, and that's fine too. It it is, and I've seen a number of performances online that you've done that have been acoustic, and they sound wonderful. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I believe we might uh, hear some of that uh, a little bit later on in the Mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward to that. But listen, before we get into more more of the details of what's going on and in the future, let's uh, talk a little bit about the past, to some degree. Uh, You spent a long time living in uh, the the Yellowknife area. Yeah, Yellowknife. But you're not originally from there. No. Um, I grew up between Sudbury and North Bay mm-hmm. in a little town called Warren. Mm. And so grew up there and like went to high school in uh, Ria de Francais in uh, Noelville. And so that's, um, that's where I spent most of my like childhood and young, young adulthood. And then I, I moved to Sudbury when I was uh, 18, was there for a little while, was in Montreal for a little while, came back to Sudbury and then kind of on an adventure, Mm. on a whim, Mm. went up to Yellowknife and then got there for a visit and stayed, which is a pretty common story for folks (laughs) up there. Now, what's the attraction? Why did you, what what drew you and why did you decide to stay? Well, I think what happened was, like, we were in Yellowknife for um, three weeks about, and then it was like, well, let's check out White Horse and let's check out, you know, uh, the Yukon. So we did that for a little bit, and then the person I was traveling with at the time got a um, an interview f- interview for a job in Yellowknife mm. that they applied for. And so 
um, it was kind of we we drove back in like two days, which you should never ever do from Whitehorse to Yellowknife. It's kind of like unheard of, but we did it, and um, yeah, she got the job. So then we just stayed, and I think the when we were in Whitehorse, what happened was we met so many folks who were just kind of passing through. Mm. And didn't have anyone who lived there that we met that could be an anchor. We didn't mm. really get get into that. Where I find in Yellowknife, it was kind of like I landed mm. and I met all the folks that became my friends for the following 10 years, mm. essentially. Mm. So I think that was the deciding factor, too. It was just like, who did I meet right off the bat? Right. Um, and so I met uh, some musicians and I joined their band. Right. And they're like, well, we already have a guitarist. We already have a singer. And I was like, I'll play drums. I'll play whatever. <laughs> I'll play whatever you want. <laughs> And then, so that's what I did. And then I made this whole circle of friends and, um, yeah, I just, I felt like I was home and also Yellowknife looks exactly like Sudbury. Mm. So mm. it wasn't <laughs> that far of a stretch for like, uh, it feeling like home. Right. So, yeah. Uh, now it, it, people can check you out online. You've got a number. Yes. Of, yeah. Where can they reach you? So right now I have some kind of older, older stuff on bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have uh, a little EP that I put out, I feel like a million years ago, approximately. And I've got uh, a live album that I put out that I that I, I performed at the um, Northern Arts and Cultural Center, the NACC up yeah. in Yellowknife, which is the like kind of territorial theater, yeah. or at least, in, you know, it's a theater in the capital city. Mm. And um, so just kind of on a whim recorded that and then did some minor editing, but then just kind of threw it up just... Folks are really interested in getting a CD or something, but I never really had anything. I've never mm. done like a studio album of my solo work. So it was mm. like, okay, well, I'll do this. And that's a way for people to mm. still hear my music. But even then, if you listen to it, it's uh, I sound a lot different than I do now. And so um, folks might notice that my voice is a little bit higher, a little bit, <laughs> yeah, a little bit different. But the song, the songs still uh, stand Strong. You know? Well, but it's nice also for people to get that sense of history with you and That's get true. established and get some 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 uh, sense of where you came from, yeah, and what you'd been doing. And I think there there's some there's some really nice video and interaction with you in yeah. that a- NACC. Oh know? my goodness, the banter and the jokes. Yeah. Like I'll listen back and I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> but you know, it was a time and a place, and it was like in the moment. And uh, there were lots of folks in the crowd that I knew. So like even mm. folks would laugh and I could hear who was laughing. I was mm. like, oh, that's my friend Steph or that's right. my friend Nancy or that's my friend so-and-so. So I, I have to really say good. that in watching some of that, that I really uh, thought it was quite uh, quite um, unique and also um, uh, there's something just really sweet about it. Yeah. Because of the environment that you were in. You know, we, get, we don't get to see stuff like that down here. You know what I mean? That Fair. kind of an environment. It was really cool. And you had, there was a great crew that were filming it and, and working around you and the sound was good. Yeah. You couldn't really complain about, you know. No, right? no, no. <laughs> At least like, um, are, are you talking about the Cedar Sessions? Yes, that's what oh, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. That was like, that was on Haida Gwaii. Okay. And I was sorry. the first uh, off-island artist mm. to be put onto Cedar Sessions. Nice. Which I was like, oh, wow. Well, that's yeah. amazing. Thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Um, and uh, the host, Laura, was like. We kind of went through some questions beforehand. These are kind of the questions, and I was like blown away. Like, okay, you've seen, you've looked up what I what I do, mm. much like yourself. You're mm. like, you know, you're prepared, and you, and you've like looked of some stuff up, which always feels like so um, heartwarming that people mm. take that time. Mm. So thank you. Mm. And then so same with her. Uh, she had like these amazing questions, and 
and was so easy to talk to. So I found that like in answering her questions, I felt really comfortable. And then there was a small crowd there and um, uh, the presenter who brought me to Haida Gwaii um, from Haida Gwaii Arts Council, mm. Chloe from uh, Haida Gwaii Arts Council, who like really took care of us and was like so awesome. Uh, she was there too. So just knowing that like, here's a person who brought me here. She's there too. I just felt like really comfortable. Mm. And uh, yeah, they had some like wicked cameras mm-hmm. and just really took care of me. Yeah, it's it's a cool so, uh, it's a cool video. So people could check that out too. Where mm-hmm. would they find that page? They'd right? be able to find yeah, that on there. my Facebook page and on YouTube. Yeah, um, and it's yeah the Cedar House Sessions. Yes. So, gr great uh, Facebook page. Uh, what's your handles for that? Do you have, is it a dash gr grit music? Okay. Now. Um, Going back to to Yellowknife and your time there, was that where Quantum Tangle came out of? Well, it's funny because I actually met Tiffany in Ottawa. Okay, we were both playing uh, Northern Scene because Ottawa would put on like I think they put on like a Manitoba scene or maybe it was like Prairie Scene, Ontario Scene, a Sign Quebec or Quebec Scene, um, and then they did you know so they had one kind of for each province or each kind of like uh, area mm. but then they did northern scenes so that they had uh, a Yukon Northwest Territories Nunavut and i think folks from Greenland possibly even circumpolar um mm. uh, uh, like european mm-hmm. Cir- mm-hmm. circumpolar as well but definitely from Greenland mm-hmm. um yeah so we we all you know everyone was invited to that and it was finally we got to see all these friends we haven't seen in a while and it was a good good time and so that's actually where i met uh, Tiffany, even though she's from Yellowknife and I'd been living in <laughs> Yellowknife for years at that point. Mm. Um, so we're just kind of like, hey, bud, or whatever, mm. said hi. And then um, I feel like a, about a year later, she helped me. She asked me to help her with an audition. And um, in it, I was, pl- and it's because I spoke, I speak French. Mm. So she is like, uh, if you could help me with this audition, there's like French parts or whatever. But really, it was like, I think it was for the Revenant and I had to be like this racist, horrible French person voice. And I was like, are you sure I should say this? Like, this is going on tape. Oh, it's just for an audition. I was like, uh, okay. And so it's like, nice to meet you again, new friend. And now I'm going to say all this awful stuff. And so we were off to a really great start, you know? And, um, but then we were both invited to the, um, we, to, we did a gala for the, uh, indigenous women's circumpolar um, uh, gathering, which mm. happened in Yellowknife, mm. and uh, which was like such a powerful um, gathering. And Leela Gilday was curating the gala, and she invited me to perform and a bunch of other folks, including Tiffany. And um, so Tiffany got a hold of me and said, Hey, what are you doing for this? Uh, would you want to collaborate on something? So we did, and we performed this like 10 minute piece of like an, of a, um, of a traditional Inuit uh, story and I did a soundscape to it and mm-hmm. we looped it and put it all together and folks responded really well to it. We immediately, folks were like, can you come play here for us? And can you pl- come play here? <laughs> and can you come play folk on the rocks and this and that? And then that's kind of how it was mm-hmm. born. Cool. And the beauty of this, of the, what happened is that like we, we became a group because of Leela and then fast forward like three or four years later, when we were at the Junos, who was presenting that Juno was Leela Gilday. <laughs> and so it was kind of this like really surreal, incredible moment. It felt like all mm. of these stars were kind mm. of aligning because 
it's because of her. And then like, we get to go up on stage and she gets to announce it. And then we, <laughs> we're like, we're, uh, you know, I'm so happy she was there. I was like, well, yeah. we're here because of you. Yeah. So wow. that's, that's amazing. Cool. What a great yeah. story. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I mean, you know, I'm also glad you mentioned circumpolar because for, for people that have not been to the North, they mm. don't understand the, how that entire North and the circumpolar, uh, community, yeah. uh, and region is, is connected in that fashion Absolutely. right outside of Canada. Right. Yep. It, it, it's really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And it's really, uh, an education uh, yes. when you go there, there to see that and realize that there's this whole other world mm-hmm. that kind of exists up there. It's so true. And like, I was incredibly ignorant to that mm. until I moved there. And, uh, well, not until I moved there, I was ignorant when I first got there too. And then <laughs> I learned a lot. I met, I made friends with, uh, a lot of folks, uh, indigenous folks who had lived there their whole lives. Mm. I met folks from other, uh, regions who mm. were living in Yellowknife. So, um, who are either from like other territories or other Northern parts of Canada, or even sometimes just like from, from outside of Canada. Mm. And so I feel like I learned a lot about like the environment, about politics, um, learned so much about the interconnectedness of all of these Northern places. Cause when you meet other folks who are from the circumpolar, like there's almost like this, um, you feel kind of this immediate connection. You're like, okay, we have a similar way of living and we know the harsh conditions of, of the winter and we know the darkness, but we also know the light and we mm. kind of, we mm. understand that. So mm. already we're kind of like <laughs> on this baseline of like this understanding mm. and um, it's, it's a be- really beautiful thing. You know, that's a, that's another interesting side to the north is is we experience uh, we experience the the different uh, seasons and we dis- we also experience some, uh, you know, shorter days, longer days. But when you're in the north, it's extreme. Yes. It's almost like another, uh, you know, another season altogether. Or the lack thereof. Yeah, or it's the lack like, thereof. Yeah. I find like spring and fall tend to be really, really short. The mm. transitions are very short. I mean, now with with a changing climate, that's not quite true. Mm. You see like, you know, especially the North is changing like at twice the rate as the rest yeah. of the world. Yeah. And you can really see those changes. People, yeah. even in my 10 years there, I was able to notice the differences before, between the first few years I was there mm. and then the few last years that I was there. Mm. Um, and even just like still looking at people on their Facebook, like talking about the weather and talking mm. about how things are changing. I, I'm, I'm still watching from afar because like to me, that's still a part of me that's still a place that I call home. Mm. So I, I kind of keep tabs as to what's happening there. Mm. And um, everything is changing. Everything's kind of moving around to accommodate the changes in that weather. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That's something else. Uh, when I was up there years ago with APTN, uh, the effects that uh, we, we think the North is untouched by what we do down here. But in fact, they are so impacted by uh, mm-hmm. what we do here. Absolutely. Uh, and, and it's incredible to, to learn that. Uh, let's get back to talking more yes, about yes. yourself and music. <laughs> uh, you, we just talked about Quantum Tangle. And, you know, one of the songs mm-hmm. that that, uh, that we play here is Tiny Hands on Element Such FM. Song. It is a great song. I love song. it. If it I may say song. so myself. <laughs> you may. I love that song. <laughs> That's great. Um, listen, why don't, we, uh, why don't we hear something uh, that is more current? Uh, so sure, yeah. Uh, we'll have you play something acoustically here for us, and we appreciate that very much. And then we'll come back and we'll talk more here on Element FM. So listen, we're just going to let GR get set up. We'll hear a song. Oh, any idea what you might perform? Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to be performing Choking Out the Sun. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. We look forward to hearing that. And we'll come back right after that and talk more. Right on.
I tell you about my new ability to manipulate the weather? How else do you explain the excessive amount of rain that has been drowning us upright since September? I am choking out the sun. I don't want it to breathe on me and evaporate the fallen water that has found comfort in my clothes. Each new member adding weight to simulate your hands on my shoulders. And I don't need protection from the sky. Now that I realize the stuff that we still share at the same time. From the sky Just look up with my smile Drawn wide Cause truth is I soak in the rain To be consoled With the hope That these drops may have Once touched your skin And where I say I am visiting The world but I Wanna be home again? I said I soak in the rain to be consoled with the hope these drops may have once touched your skin. From where I sit, I am visiting the world, but I just wanna be where you live, and I am so cold. So cold, I bet you could catch some of my breath when I confess that I have been missing you to death. All right, let's give it up. That was GR Grit right in our studios here in 106.5 Toronto. We want to thank uh, GR so much for performing that beautiful song. Now, I know it was a last-minute thing we asked you to do. Uh, You may not have been entirely uh, prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, we appreciate it. Another beautiful song. Hey, miigwech. Thank you. Appreciate it. I really love the, the head voice use that you put into that song. Yeah, it's a gotta reach way up high. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really love being able to stretch my voice and like get all these different like timbres out mm. of it and like reach down low and like and then 
reach up high. I don't know. I love, I love, mm. yeah, doing as much as I can. And, and and I think that's why I asked you to do that song because I mm. really like the textures in it and I love the the qualities that you pulled out of it vocally. Thank you. And that's... I love the guitar playing as well. Me too. I I so that's in a in an open D tuning with like an mm. F sharp. Mm. So normally it's like dad gad, but you take mm-hmm. that middle G and tune it down just a mm. little bit. Um, and it's really hard to make that tuning sound bad. It's like <laughs> you really got to give her to make it sound wonky. So it's beautiful. Yeah, this is a tuning that's been used uh, and looked at uh, from a number of different mm-hmm. uh, artists and, and used. So mm-hmm. uh, listen, um, what's going on in the future? All right. Well, immediate future, as you'd mentioned, performing at the Burdock tonight. Yep. Um, which I I love that venue. It's so great. And then on Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Right. Yes. I get to perform as a part of um, of uh, uh, of the Two-Spirit Cabaret. So yeah. Sega Track puts on, well, they, I think they partner with Buddies in Bad Times Theater mm. and Native Earth. Right. That's exactly. Yes. And so um, put all that together with Michaela Washburn kind of uh, curating and co-hosting. You have this incredible show with Two-Spirit Artists. Uh, called Two-Spirit Cabaret. And so there's going to be, I think, a little bit of everything uh, in that show. And I think this is the fifth year. Mm-hmm. And um, I think four years in a row they've sold out, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. So I think we're in the bigger cabaret space or the bigger kind of theater space, um, which I'm really excited to be in. Okay, great. So uh, that's uh, the Two-Spirit Cabaret on a Saturday, November the 16th. And uh, it's great that you're taking part in that. And mm-hmm. uh, as you say, I think fifth year. I believe it's the fifth year. And that's uh, Chuck begins to dance in partnership with Native Earth Performing Arts, which mm-hmm. is cool that that's, all that's coming together. Yeah. Um, and uh, beyond that, anything else on the horizon? Yes. So what's really, uh, really great is that um, I'm working on my new album. Mm. And so for it'll be my first studio, a solo studio album. Say that three times fast. And... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm headed to Victoria to work with Ray Spoon. Oh, nice. And uh, we're going to finish up a few more songs. And then in December, we go to one of the islands, Gabriola Island, off of uh, Victoria Island, and we get to record it. And so it'll be kind of 10 days in the studio with recording and mixing. And then in the new year, in 2020, um, likely more towards the summer, mm. we'll have a release. So let me get this straight. You're going to Vancouver Island, to Victoria. Yes. Where you're going to record your album. Yes. And then a little bit later on, you're going to take a nice little ferry ride over to Gabrielle, Gabrielle yes. Island, where you're going to then mix the the, yep. the album. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be so hard on you. I can yes. just, <laughs> <laughs> on the West yeah, Coast you know, of Canada. It's uh, I, I love the snowstorms and all here. I'm really sad to be missing them. Um, but uh, not that yeah. they don't get snow out there. No, they get they, some they pretty heavy snowstorms, yes. and and it's wet and heavy. It is, uh, but still. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. And, uh, and I had no idea they had a, a studio on Gabriola. Yes. This, really? It's called the Noise Floor. I don't mm. even know. They Possibly there might even be more than one. Mm. But uh, recording at the Noise Floor, uh, Ray has a good relationship with the folks there. Mm. And uh, yeah, so we'll we'll release the album in 2020 and we'll have uh, a bunch of singles that are rolling out and some videos too. Mm. And I'm really... I'm really excited about it because it's kind of like the first time that I get to do something like this for myself in this kind of way. So, so are you? Do you have any ideas about how you want to approach it? Well, so far, um, I, I find that a lot of the time 
I love to get a good beat or get mm. more of the music started, and mm. that's when the words will kind of roll in. Okay. So I've already got um, a bunch of songs written, and I I usually start with the drum beat mm. actually. So um, I. I'm using this uh, awesome analog uh, drum sampler, so it sounds like rich and mm. and really good. Mm. And so I'll kind of start with that, work on a beat, and and kind of see where that goes. Then hop on a synth, work on mm. some like te- work on some textures and melody mm. lines, mm-hmm. and then right away, um, Ray had me starting to just do vocal lines, f- mm. figure out melody lines, mm. and then when something clicked and was good, okay, let's throw that chunk here, mm-hmm. and then it would either become a part of the ambience, mm-hmm. like as if it was an instrument, or it would become the vocal line for some lyrics right. and it really guided me into like what kind of words and what it, what it is that I wanted to share in that yeah. song. So I do, I do have an overall uh, larger concept that I'm working within. Um, but in terms of like how I'm writing like song per song, that's been kind of the usual mm. going that way or just starting with acoustic guitar and mm. talking about mm. um, what I'm thinking about. And then we'll kind of take inventory of what I'm saying and then like chop it up and make some, some lyrics. So right. yeah. All right. Well, congratulations uh, to the two gigs, one tonight. Yes. And uh, let's just uh, re- uh, tell people once more about that. So tonight mm-hmm. you're at the uh, Burdock Brewery. Uh, what time are you on? Yeah. So it'll be a uh, nine o'clock door. Okay. And I'm starting at nine thirty sharp. Okay. And uh, then Nick Sherman on, will be on at ten thirty. Okay. And uh, and then hopefully we'll be chatting with folks uh, at eleven thirty once the show's done, and uh, we can chat. And and meet each other, and I th- and we'll have a little bit of merch, and anyways, just want to really connect with folks, and yeah, it'll be a nice show, and you'll be in bed by midnight, <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> and that's tonight, and then there's another show on Saturday, and that is uh, with uh, Wasaga Chuck begins to dance and Native Earth Performing Arts uh, Buddies in Bad Time. Yes, uh, and that uh, what time does that show get underway? Do you know? I I uh, do not know. Probably. Actually, well, anyway, you can look details. it up and find out by going online, and that's on Saturday night yes. with the Two Spirited Cabaret show. Uh, and uh, then, you, as you mentioned, you've got some uh, some some new material that's going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we talked about Quantum Tangle. We talked about how we play Tiny Hands, which we, yes, it really is a beautiful song. Thank you. But I also want to say uh, miigwech, uh, for performing the song that you did for us here in the studio today, Choking Out the Sun. And it's a it's sort of an ironic title just because a little of bit. The, the, the gentleness of that tune. But <laughs> it it's is, a, and then it's such a violent title. So I'm, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I hadn't sung it or presented it for a little while. And then when I was on stage, I was like, oh, wow, that's so so jarring for uh, mm. such a soft song. So who knows? It'll, might, it'll likely be called something new sometime soon. So. Uh, GR Grit, my <laughs> guest in the studio, and want to thank them for being here. And also, uh, just uh, shout out once more for people that want to check you out, where they, they can check you out at. Visit my website at grgrit.com, and there you'll have all the links you could imagine to stay in touch with me. And you can sign up for my newsletter. So there that would be great. All right, fabulous. Once again, Nyawa Miigwechi Minishi for coming in and uh, spending mm-hmm. time with us here on Element FM and Moment Miigwech. A pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. And that's the show for today. I want to thank all of our listeners and also uh, everyone that takes part in presenting this show and getting it on the air with me. Until next time, Nyao, Miigwech, and Onigiha.
I also want to say Nyawa, Miigwech, Wanishi, and thank you to everyone who helps put Moment of Truth together. They include in Ottawa, Jill Kennedy, and Caroline O'Neill. In Toronto, Andrew Johnson, Luca Capone, Kathy Zaboken, Bruce Barber, Andrew St. Germain. Nyawa, Miigwech, and thanks for listening.